Welcome back for part two of episode two of Fairy Tales in the Forgotten Realms. Ah, so we just left off with clearing out a room full of fire copies and coming to the aid of three of the remaining survivors of the search party for this lost relic. Uh, having opted for trying to make their way out, our party continues forward. Now heading towards the large, now open, Iron Gate. What do you guys do? I'm going to keep going through Walk now. Through. Now that I know everyone's coming, I'm going. Yeah. I'm going to keep right. going. The party assembles and starts walking through. Could I get a uh, order of who's walking in what order? I'll walk behind everybody. I'm, I'm, still, in, I'm still in front because I'm right, I'm right at the gate. I'm so just want to do like a perception check. Second or... place, I guess. Gonna, so yeah. Vosh to the front, Turtle to the back. I'm behind Treetop. Yeah, I'm back. So are you going behind him? Frog Hawker. Frog behind him. <laughs> Where was Frog? Oh, there's Frog. Frog. Frog following behind then Zoldan, Fowry, and Hanu. Does anyone do anything other than heading on? Keeping an eye out. Yeah, I want to yeah. do like a... Keep an eye out for any, like an anything investigate in check while we're walking. Is there anything... So you guys are actively ordinary? looking? Yeah. Yep. Alright. And then perception checks. Alright, I got... Eight. A ten. Oof. 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 Oh no, it's uh, uh, an eight. An eight <laughs> from Hanu. A ten from... Eight. Oh, sorry, an eight from you, uh, from Jasta. <laughs> Yours was ten? Mine was, I thought it was a ten, but it was an eight. Oh, so eight and eight. Yeah. Four. Uh, Jim got a four. It's eight. I got well, distracted by the Jim. four. <laughs> twelve. And a twelve from Frog. Together it's over twenty. <laughs> <laughs> a combined almost twenty on perception checks. So, Vosh continues walking forwards through this room. Yep. Unawares of anything happening. As you continue looking by, it's just a dark room. Um, Zoldan's following in the middle, uh, making it light up a bit. You can see it's just old, mossy stones. You're going through this long hallway until about halfway through as Vosh would step on a pressure plate. Uh-oh. Fuck. Uh, and... Everyone who's in the way of one of these traps would have to make a dexterity saving throw. So, and luckily for me, my dexterity uh, is I have advantage on because I have that background. So, uh, and an important note: uh, How tall are you, Frog? Just about three foot even. Three foot even. Vosh, how tall is your character? Uh, four foot. Four foot. And then, are you flying? Yeah. Yes, I am. All right. So. The three people in front of these traps, uh, out of them, uh, Vosh, you're just tall enough as these darts begin to shoot out of the wall towards your face. And uh, luckily, like I said, I have Frug. I have an advance on yes. dexterity. Uh, you would see darts begin to fly over your head, narrowly avoiding you. Hmm. However, Jim, as you are flying, mm -hmm. these darts begin flying straight at you. Oh no. Uh, so I do need dexterity checks from Vosh and Jim. Oh, oh no. <laughs> and I do have advantage on it. No! So I, so I, I Jim can got a two. I What's your bonus What's your though? Bonus? Three, three uh, so it's a five. A five total. Oh, what was it? Dexterity again? Dexterity saving throw. Yeah, it would have been a two for me as well, but I have advantage on it, so yep. I need to do it again. Yeah. Oh, 
it's not a nat 20. It's a, it's a six. A six total. Yeah. So, both of you fail your saving throws. Ow. As I'm glad I, I'm glad I did that freaking, uh... These poisonous <laughs> bolts fly yeah. into Well, not the accident. The second wind. The second wind, yeah. So these poisonous bolts fly into you. Oh boy, this is gonna hurt. <laughs> Ooh. As you take 11 damage each. Oh, 11, so... Almost maximum. That's a lot. So that, it would be... So this trap is... I'm at 26. Deadly. I'm at 26. Ow! So you feel these sickening bolts piercing into you. Um, What do you guys do from here? So I assume you sort of stopped as these bolts fly out. I would, after getting hit, I would actually start looking and see if there's any more traps in on the floor. Yeah, so you'd notice under your feet, there's, uh, right in the center of this room, is a pressure plate. Um, and it's about a 15-foot wide hallway, so you're sort of walking middle of the room. Right, I was just saying, I was going to see if I, pressure I, I plate. see if uh, there's any other ones besides the one I just stepped on. Yeah, and you'd see it's very, very discreetly hidden in the floor. Um, but you could make an investigation check, see if you see any of them. Uh, here, I'm going to try a different one. That, that was good. That guy was good. So, Not great. One second, one second, one second. So he rolled a three for Vosh. So that's six. A six total for Vosh to find this one. Yeah. So that was the one I first also stepped on. And I rolled a 15. Uh, a 15. So as Frog begins to look, uh, with a 15, uh, Frog is going to begin looking ahead. You have dark vision, right? Yes. Yes, so... Yeah. Frog looks in the darkness as Vosh, you know, being very careful, is sort of stopped in his tracks. And actually moves forwards and begins looking around on the floor, just barely making out the seams where, uh, just off to the left or right of this initial pressure plate, there were two more set in place that looked like they would have reactivated the trap. Mm. Um, so not by just skirting around and going through the center, you'd be able to make it through the rest of the hallway unharmed. Okay. Without triggering the trap again. Uh, but then you'd be able to make your way forward into a large open chamber. Uh, and you'd see as you get into here... There seems to almost be an area of an unnatural but magical sunlight pouring into the center of the room. Mm. Uh, but the rest of it's very heavily overgrown. Um, but you can all make out uh, in the center of the room there's just this small section of land uh, with a pedestal on it surrounded by this glowing blue pool of water. Mm. Yeah, it's got... A very vibrant glow to it in the sunlight. Sparkles. I I would want to go and investigate the pool before doing anything else. Yeah, you go up to the pool. So you begin walking through, uh, avoiding the heavy vegetation. Uh, you see it looks like maybe about 10 foot across this water to this small section of land. A little, maybe 10 foot by 10 foot round uh, little island in the middle of it. Mm. Yeah. Can I it's about ten the... foot of this deep water. Well, that I... seems innocent. I also <laughs> like to detect magic. Mm-hmm. So Hanu uh, cast detect magic at will. Yeah. 
Um, so I guess you all make your way up towards yeah. the pool. Mm -hmm. like to, uh, yeah, I like to too. I'm also going to investigate. So you all start investigating on Hanu. We'll see, uh, try first. Does he just cast this spell at will? Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, 24. A 24 in your investigation. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even roll for my investigation. Yep. So you guys will roll now say what you see. How does the water taste? Are you tasting it? <laughs> <laughs> I got you go up and taste the water? Yes, I drink some of the water. All right, I so uh, I'd say it's all kind of at the same time as you're all acting on this. Uh, you see uh, Jasper's going to have to taste the water. Stop it, wood for brains. Um, <laughs> he's going to uh, investigate, and he's uh, just, you know, observing it magically. Yeah. Uh, I'd say Hanu would see first. Coming from the water is a very strong, radiant energy. Okay. Uh, then the next person to observe this radiant energy would be Jaster as he drinks from the pool <laughs> and feels this hot, burning, overwhelming source of radiant magic flooding now into him as you will take some radiant damage. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so it's this overpowering energy of life to the point where it sears into you. So you take three points of radiant damage. Mm. Um, Spicy. <laughs> uh, and then for Frog, as you're observing, I'd say, Vosh, you probably got to tell off a 10. There's something unusual about yeah, the water. It doesn't look like regular water. For a Frog, you'd be able to tell there's more of a magical element to this. This seems to be water that's under some kind of uh, enchantment or maybe a purification, something of that sort. Well, more of a energy to purify other things. <laughs> something to pr make it protected mm. against anyone going on to it. Okay, so if we try to go mm. through it, it most likely will hurt us. Well, you saw Jaster touched it. It definitely hurt him. Okay, so... Well, when he drank it. Oh, yeah, drank it. But when I he put his hand in the water, it didn't do anything. So. I mean, it was good, but I wouldn't burn. recommend it. <laughs> I would, um... I would... Suggest to Vosh, like, try to swim across. Yeah, I was, I was about to say, I'm like, I'm gonna, like, try to dip my foot in and see what happens. Okay, so you dip your foot in the water, and again, you feel this overwhelming, searing burn of radiant energy. As you take five points of radiant damage from coming okay. in contact with yeah, no, no. <laughs> Perhaps if we throw the fairy over there. Yeah, no, no, I'm good. The fairy can also fly. Um, I think Zoltan would probably walk up uh, and investigate himself. The energy coming from this pool Seems very familiar, similar to my own radiant magic. I think it's some kind of a protection, something to ward off evil creatures. Uh, but I ain't evil. Mm. I could throw the cobalt across. <laughs> I just don't know how you'd get back. I mean, it's about uh, a ten foot gap. Ten foot gap. That's jumpable. We could yeah. jump. We could jump it. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I could do an athletics and see if I could jump. Uh, or we could just send one this. I'm going to do a running... Jumps it. <laughs> I'm going to try to running jump it. Okay, so... Vosh, you start reeling back to do this running jump, and you're very strong, pretty confident you can make it. And you just see, 
with a snap of his fingers, Frog appears <laughs> on the island uh, ahead of you. <laughs> Uh, as he misty steps across. Uh, so now you're harmlessly in the middle of this. Uh, you'd see this stone pedestal with rays of light coming down on it. And on it is uh, a golden talisman that seems to have uh, the same depiction you saw before. This uh, white, or sorry, this uh, blue and red dragon twisted together. Uh, it's this golden talisman formed into a necklace. Okay, I'm gonna investigate it, see if there's I'm gonna still try to jump it now. Or anything. Yeah. Uh, and you would hear a voice in your head. Hmm. Um, as the water serpent around your neck looks towards you and says, <clears throat> This, this is exactly what I would need. To restore balance to the land. Hmm. Why didn't you speak to me before, Spike? <laughs> My name is not Spike. I am Aetherflow. I am a protector of this land. But I have been weakened until now. Hmm. Something about this place. It has natural energy still remaining. Even so, this glyph's power, I fear it would only work briefly to be able to return my strength to me. So how would that work? By using the glyph, I think you'd be able to return me to my full form, but I don't know if it would be enough to stop that wretched worm who's wreaking havoc on this land. Well, it's a start. Snatch up the glyph. You grab it. <laughs> uh, yep. you, so you now have the glyph of balance. Uh, nothing happens as you grab it. Cool. <laughs> so you still run and jump across? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> so Vosh continues winding up this jump as uh, you see uh, Frog goes across and he just you know, makes his way over and then starts looking around, uh, looking at the snake on his shoulder. It's this telepathic conversation. Are you speaking out loud or in your head? I'm speaking out loud. Okay, yeah, so he's having this conversation with himself, talking to the uh, serpent on his shoulder, and then picks up the relic as Vosh jumps across. Uh, with an 18 uh, strength, you are able to just clear this jump easily. Yeah. So you kind of jump into the back of Frog. What's going on here? What? What? Now, how big is this little island? It's about ten by ten. Ten by ten. Yeah, so okay. it'd be enough to get like a little running start if you're trying to get off of it. Uh, okay, is uh, Jim able to just like just fly over? Yeah, you're able to fly. Okay. You can just harmlessly fly okay, over the water. Just, just like. <laughs> <laughs> Flies over and joins them in the middle. Um, I would say also for the three of you, um, and anyone else can really see in the dark. Um, you would also see on the other side of the water. There does seem to be some like. Large stone containers across the way. Uh, I would, I would head to those. Walk around. Yeah, I'd walk. Start around. skirting your way around. And investigate the containers. Hold on, we'll funnel. Trudge through this difficult, heavily wrapped vines and start making your way across. I, I probably like. I'm like, I've got, I like knowledge in ruins. What? 
what uh, what do you have there? Seems to be some kind of uh, balancing protective glyph. Isn't that what we were looking for to begin with? Yes. Yeah, I'd say uh, for Vosh looking at this, you definitely recognize the things inscribed on it. It's, it's a lot of uh, runes for protection, balance, uh, and restoring. Um, lots of things for, you know, restoring balance to things so that right. could give or take power from things. So what were you saying to your serpent earlier? He was saying that this might be what he needs to return to his full power, but only temporarily. Temporarily, huh? I think this is a good start towards building the balance of his land. Did he say anything else? He said it wouldn't be enough to destroy the foul worm. What foul worm? Uh, now, in all of your heads, yeah. you would hear a voice. Oh. Ergalurk. Ergalurk? Ergalurk. you spell that? Yeah. <laughs> Ergalurk? Okay, it's not any of the ones I, I know, so. Uh, U-R-G-U-L-U-R-K. U-L-U-R-K. U-R-G-U-Lurk. U L U. Yeah. Okay. U R G U L. So you said foul worm. So we were talking dragon, right? Well, very simple, not quite. He's more of a serpent in his form, creature of fire, earth, magma. Can I see if I can like amplify anything with the with the ruin and see if to help him maybe make it a little bit more permanent? I would say probably not. That you you can tell from looking at this that it seems to have a heavy amount of magical power stored into it. Probably more than what you could muster to be able to change or rearrange any of these runes. Oh, so I wasn't trying to rearrange. I was just trying to try like amplify it though. Yeah, I'd say it's probably beyond your current level of power to do. These look like some of the stronger runes, like what you would have seen uh, on the rune dragon. So these are very powerful runes. Do they look familiar to me? Like, like uh, something. That's why I'd say that's where you tell they're like protective runes, um, like runes to restore balance to things. So you know they'd be able to give and take power. Like I mean, does, does it look from. like like something that one of the things I may have lost? Uh, I would say no. It wouldn't no. be similar okay. to that armor. No. All right. I would just, I would just, re- I would just let them know. It's like these. I've seen these runes before. They are for protection and balance and restoring or taking balance. Excellent. When we get back, you and I can do some research on this thing and see if we can find out more about it. Sound, sounds good. But I think we should get someplace safe before we do that. And then again, I will just. I'm like okay and. Run and jump in. So you start yeah. running, jumping across? Yep, just to join everyone else over here. We can loop back to the other side where uh, Jaster and Hanu have begun looting these large stone chests. There's no way I'm making that kind of leap. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't take you with it, but you... Ask the fairy to carry you. Ask the fairy to carry you. Oh? You could try. She's got 10 strength. Yeah. Yeah. That could work. Oh, yeah. The small creature carrying the other 
small creature. Small creature. Are you small? Yeah. Small. Three feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, just, just for... Uh, yeah, so you're going to try and lift him up and carry him across the water. That's a four. A four. Yeah. Um, so, I'd say she begins to heave and lift you up and start carrying you across. And about halfway through, you just find yourself dunked into the water. Um, <laughs> a little bit of radiant damage before you can manage to make your way out. Uh, so you take three radiant damage... As you have just kind of splash your way out of the water, <laughs> so it was worth it. Yeah. Uh, you would see as the serpent on your shoulder hits the water, they seem to be almost empowered in this energy. Oh. They seem to you know, grow thicker in size and then wrap back around you, much larger than probably you now. Uh, and then back to the stone chests. So, you guys were looking at those, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are three of them. Um, they seem to be large stone tablets um, uh, laid on top of these stone boxes. Um, there's three total. Uh, one on the left, one in the middle, and one on the right. Check out the left one. I'll check out the middle one. We both, we both, the left one. Uh, oh. Hanu was there first. Yeah, he'd be check out the, the middle, middle one. one. He would check out the middle. Okay. Yep. Um, so you'd see it's a very heavy stone uh, cover on top of it. Okay. Strength check. Yeah. So it'd be athletics to try and move it. Nat twenty. Nat twenty. Yep. I was about to say I was so going to give you advantage, but you got nat twenty. I'm like, okay, whatever. So Hanu, uh, as you see Jastir just kind of <laughs> heaving, pushing at this thing. Uh, Hanu just eases it aside, uh, looks in it, and sees uh, what appears to be an old and badly damaged book, as well as Ooh. some form of magical scroll. Ooh. Aw, oh, and you're a warlock, so I don't think you'd be familiar with the spell on the scroll. Okay. I would be. And a scroll? Uh, then uh, yeah, so it's a, a an unidentified scroll for you. Then I would probably go the one that wasn't looked at. So. Yeah, the one on the right. So you're yeah. kind of heaving with this one. Um, uh, Vosh, yeah, you go up to the stone chest. I will try opening it as well. All right. Uh, so it'd be an athletic <laughs> check. I'll give it to Frog. What languages do you speak? I speak common, draconic, and sylvan. So yeah, the book is written in a language you're unfamiliar with as well. Fifteen. Fifteen. Fifteen is just enough as you manage to push this stone chest open. And see inside of it is uh, multiple old bottles in these alcoves where they've been stored away. Um, uh, as well as a couple of other things. Um, so you'd see there's two red vials. Okay. One green vial. Okay. And one gray vial. Ooh. Uh, I would take all of them. I would just put them. So yeah, you just so mark them as uh, two red vials, two vials with a red liquid, uh, one green vial, and one gray vial. And one gray. Yep. And there are also three beads of force. Ooh, cool. So if you spend some time with those, you may be able to figure out what they do. Okay. 
Oh, and then back to the left one. Uh, Try opening it again. <laughs> Does my powerful can, build help any? I'll help him. Huh? Does can my powerful him? build help any? Uh, size larger. What you can push, actually, yes. So you count as one size larger. I would say it'd make it easier for you, yeah. Right. Well, Using your powerful build. And if you're helping him, yeah. I'd say with the assistance. <laughs> he rolled a two, by the way. Oh, God. Uh, you <laughs> have an advantage trying yeah, to keep try it again. open. <laughs> dice, Jake. dice. Eleven. Eleven. <laughs> I'd say, but with the powerful build, um, trying to move it, counting as a size larger... You still, you know, with Hanu pushing along, you manage to slide this off. Um, and inside it, you see seven large pieces of gold jewelry. So they look like, um, you know, things, just bracers, uh, circlet, uh, circlets, where it's made like, you know, heavy one or two inch thick pieces of gold. They look very well made and valuable. So anything you guys want to do is you found Do I recognize the language in the book? What languages yeah, do you I would, speak? I would show it to show the scroll in the book to him. I speak common, gnomish, elvish, and uh, draconic. Gnomish is written with uh, dwarven script. No, so you wouldn't recognize any of those. I, I actually, I speak common, draconic, and giant. So you would also not recognize okay. them. Okay. Uh, uh, Let's see, Sylvan and Giant and Gone. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, do you guys remember Zoldan? He does speak Primordial, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Okay. He does. So, yes. Uh, Zoldan would be the only one to pipe in with this uh, as he looks at the book and says, Yes, this is written in a language I'm familiar with. It's Primordial speak. The language of ancient powers. But it's old and damaged. But I think I can still make out some of it. Um, here, let me take a look. Um, yes, it tells a story. A story of two ancient primordials. A serpent of water and life. And a serpent of fire and death. Hmm. That's not right. Yes. <laughs> but this part, it seems... Too worn to read, too difficult. Something about struggling for power, being locked in a constant battle to maintain order. If the flow were to go one way or the other, it could lead to ruin. Sound familiar to you, Spike? <laughs> would pipe up in all of your heads. <laughs> Yes, this tale, it speaks of me and Urgler. I appreciate the balance and order of the lands. If things are kept as they are, he's kept in check, peaceful creatures may live in peace, and vicious creatures out of the primordials out there maintain a balance in life. They hunt and they attack things, but they do not overstep those boundaries. But, Urgalurk has done something to break this balance. He's called upon these primordials to push further into the lands, to become more aggressive. Sounds like the same thing that happened with the other tribe. It oh. may be disturbing the peace of the lands. And the people, yeah. But I'm not sure how he's done this, how he's found some sort of way to shift this balance of power. 
all gods demand their followers. That's true. But there must be some way, if you could figure out the source of this. Well, if there's a glyph of balance, maybe there are other talismans or something that would do just the opposite. Or some kind of method. I know there are ancient rituals, similar, similar things with glyphs. It may be possible he's created some new talismans. Or maybe he found one of um, one of our lost items. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know what what were these items. I I had an inheritance from a, a rune dragon. She gave she gave them to me before she passed, and I had had them stolen. I'd been trying to get them back. Hmm. I haven't seen any such items that I know of. Oh, curious. It could be this, but I'm unsure. Really, all I know is. My power's been diminishing over time. Reducing like, me to this form. I would like to help any way I can. I believe if we went to confront him, if we could try and stop whatever he's doing to break this balance, using the glyph of balance uh, to face him, I would certainly be able to help you in a fight. Okay. Help you do something to try and take down this powerful foe. Let's kill this brother. I could only go well, I'm sure. My mind keeps going back to that spring reservoir of the spring. Yeah, yeah that, that, that didn't that seem right. Good place to start looking for this. That's a good point. Very good idea. Well, the place that that's normally where I would reside is along the river and into the spring. His domain is up the volcano, of course. Hmm. Eaten. So I believe this other tribe, the Disu people, I believe they have routes that lead up the mountain. Oh, okay. They may be able to guide you to it. Oh. I just thought of something very scary. Didn't the, the, didn't the uh, what, what was the tribe again? again? The, Disu. Not Disu, the um, Saigon. Saigon tribe. They, didn't they say that some of their people were taken? Yeah. Sacrifices. That's what I was afraid of, yeah. Could be. Maybe they were used as sacrifices to Orkavark. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I say we... How long ago were they taken? Days. Days. About days, How yeah. long have you been waking? It's been going on for weeks. It's been slowly oh, okay. diminishing. Okay, but maybe something happened, like to speed it along in the past couple of days, or has it just been it, it a hasn't slow been creep? anything. It's been incremental over the past okay. few weeks, but there's been nothing in the last couple of days. Okay. Mm. So All maybe right. if there's some form of sacrifice being made, it hasn't happened yet. Yes, maybe. I say Let's we... Is there any... This is like a dead-end kind of situation, right? Yeah, yeah, this would be the end of the temple. I would say we should probably head well, back to the yeah head back head and meet back up to with the village them. and we'll maybe rest a little bit and then I guess oh. head to the Disu, even did, though they seem like assholes. 
Yeah. Maybe did, we can talk to him. I would I would check with just Jaster. Did you find anything of like eye protection or anything so I can not have sunlight sensitivity so bad when we leave? Oh. Is one of them a helmet? No, it's just gold jewelry. Oh well, I do have this circle, this uh, bracelet. Uh, Maybe it'll fit you. No, that won't work. Oh there's, well. There's a couple of circlets there. <laughs> he could probably put one over his eyes, so it would just yeah. effectively blind him. Yeah. yeah, no, no, that's that's not that. <laughs> oh well. We could ask somebody at the village. Maybe they might have something. Yeah. I'm afraid prehistoric sunglasses are... Uh, well, maybe like a... Yeah. Little little hat? Yeah, a hat or something. I know. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just trying to find something. <laughs> uh, unless they have, uh, like... I learned this uh, when, when I visited temples in Mexico. Uh, like, like these uh, obsidian discs that are supposed to be, like, very old sunglasses. They're just, like... <laughs> just, oh. just so you can, like, look at the sun. Oh, well, yeah, when they would look at the eclipse and stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know, well. maybe they have it. Uh, I'd say if you guys want to start making your way back, yeah, um, make our way back. As you make your way back up, um, hot as fire and lover of animals, uh, they would be able to. You know, they, nope. they're starting to get Sorry. this cleared out to where you can make a way out. Uh, as soon as a large enough hole is made, the fire copies begin to move as if they're about to rush towards the three men as you're returning. And they quickly dart through the hole leading out of the temple okay. and begin to flee. Jem still wants the gemstones. Uh, yeah. So Jem goes and begins to grab the gemstones. Yeah. <laughs> I want a couple blue ones. So you see her going by and starting to pull out these gemstones. And she's yeah. like, mm. <laughs> I'll take, I want at least two of the I just want one. Grabbing two of the blue gemstones. <laughs> you guys don't want any of these. Thing of value. So you start going by, grabbing all the items, going, You don't need them. And then you guys go towards the blue ones. He's grabbing. Uh, you said you're grabbing one of them? Yeah. Uh, so it'd be a blue sapphire. Uh, I would just. Any of the blue ones? She's just walking. And uh, you've got four large rubies. E. Uh, and they are currently glowing. Cool. Is anyone grabbing the other blue one? I'd assume gem then. Yes. So you have a large sapphire as well. All right. One large. Uh, and the iron gates just begin to slowly shut behind you, leaving mm. the temple behind. Here. Gem is very happy now. Yeah, yeah rubies and sapphires. <laughs> uh, so you guys start to make your way up as they clear this rubble through. Yeah. Yep. You'd see as soon as Lover of Animals gets towards the entrance of this place, his Triceratops Brutus begins to do a happy dance and rush towards him. <laughs> Aww. Aww, that's almost so slam through the stone walls of the building. <laughs> uh, but then he will quickly go uh, swinging around as if going to ride a horse to mount this Triceratops. Um, yeah, it looks very natural, um, and they'd be happy to guide you guys back to the village. All right. Um, with their guidance... Lover of animals if I could ride on you. Uh, he'd say absolutely. Oh, I, I'm afraid Brutus would only probably be able to carry one more person, but if you're feeling tired, please feel free to come up here and take a rest. I'm not tired, I just 
think this is cool. <laughs> ah. Ancient ancestors. Yeah, I feel exactly. free, my friend. Thank you. And he, he helps you. And, and I bet you have some trouble as a turtle like, yeah. trying to just saddle up on a triceratops. To hold and him out as best I could. It's a lot. And there's no saddle yeah. So it's a lot rockier of a ride than you'd expect. So he kind of plows through yeah. the jungle. Uh, he very quickly like tears through and chomps through any sort of obstacles that come by you. Sweet. I imagine I'm, you'd I'm see like right some of the... You'd see some of the like uh, killer plants trying to you know loom down and grab you, and uh, Brutus would just go by and bite it <laughs> and just start chewing at it. By the end of this, we need to have a, a dinosaur. Just saying, if we don't find an egg, <laughs> some type. Yeah, if you start talking about wanting to have a pet dinosaur, you definitely say like the yeah, it's the best way to do it is from hatchlings. Yeah, it helps uh helps them imprint on you. Question is, uh, who's going to let the imprinting be a pawn? Like, who's going to be the most? Typically, the imprinting on a dinosaur is whoever cares for it most, but it's quite the process. I'd like to uh, take a look at this scroll and see what that is. Yeah, so you have the scroll. Say as you start making your way back, um, you'd be able to look at it. Um, I think it'd be uh, definitely familiar to you as it's a spell you could learn. It is a scroll of fireball. Oh, fuck. Uh-oh. <laughs> Me, I'm just going to be uh, concentrating on those beats of force. Yeah, so I'd say as you guys are making your way back, um, you probably don't focus too much on it while you're traveling. Right. But as you get back to the village, um, and, you know, we'd be able to sort of uh, relay what's happened to the village heads, mm-hmm. um, you would be able to find some time to rest as you're there. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, uh, you be able to identify them as beads of force. Okay. So you could look those up. You have three beads of force. Sweet. I also want to take a look at these potions I found. Yeah. The red vial and the turquoise vial. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, that would be a trickier matter. Uh, Me, say, I want to look at those vials, too. Uh, without anything like uh, saying identify, identify spell. Yeah. <laughs> you would have trouble figuring out what they are. I guess so, Probably the same. Aha! <laughs> On which one? Uh, let's start with the turquoise vial. So, you cast Identify on the turquoise vial, and would oh, find shit. out it is a potion of ice breath. Ice breath. So, it would allow you to do a very powerful breath attack of frost. Nice. For a set amount of time. It's very similar to the uh, Draconic Sorcerer's Ice Breath. During my rest time, I will also cast Identify on the Red Vial. The Red Vial is a potion of healing. Uh, I would also say that by identifying that one, you'd also be able to tell Vosh that his Red Vials are potions of healing. Okay, I tell him that. And how much does that do? Uh, I was still deciding on the potions of healing. If I want to keep them the standard 5e, or if I want to do them in a way that's less lame. Okay. I think for now we'll just say they're regular potions of healing, though. Okay. So the standard 2d4 plus 2 potion of healing. Can I, can I also ask him, like, I have these other two ones, the gray and green. Deep. Oh, identify as, like, a ritual cast, right? Yeah, might as well. Yeah, so we if you can... plenty of time to rest anyway. So yeah, I was yeah. going to say. So if you do it while you're resting, you would be able to identify those other ones. Yeah. Uh, the green one is a potion of poison. And the gray one is a potion of flight. 
Ooh. While we're at it, I'm going to ask him if he wants uh, me to identify any of the stuff he found. Yeah, I mean, it just looks like regular jewelry to me, but... First thing, yeah. detect magic. <laughs> any gemstones on there? You can ask detect magic as well? Yeah. Okay, so you would be able to see the stuff he has is mundane jewelry. It's just really cool jewelry. <laughs> Any gemstones on those? They're all gold. And uh, finally, I want to cast identify on that red, on that blue gem. Oh, the blue far. gems. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, it's glowing. And that's I was going to say, sorry, there was an important note for those gemstones. Uh, after about an hour traveling with them, the glow does fade from them. So, uh, the illusionary magic on them, or well, Try to think of what school would that be to emit light on them. More of an alteration, enchantment to them. It will fade after some time away from the temple. Okay. So then they do just turn to normal gemstones. Normal gemstones. Gem's not complaining. Yeah. They're mundane now. That's what my character was more interested in. So he spends the time identifying the magical effects of things. But Cash can build a lab. <laughs> and you guys begin to take a rest there. Um, so yeah, as you guys recover from this, and there's a bit of a celebration that the uh, warriors have returned. Um, not too much of a celebration. So they are still a bit worried about the people that have gone missing and are beginning to, uh, I'd say, see a lot of outrage from uh, the warriors of the tribe that have returned to finding this out. But they'd be urging them to rest and wait till their wounds have healed before going to pursue this. Um, and they'd encourage you all to rest as well, preparing one of the huts for you, uh, giving you a spot to rest. I would agree. Yeah. Um, so, and I would thank them. I would thank you yeah. very much. And they'd prepare a you know, nice meal for you all of uh, you know, fruits and veggies and uh, leftover giant frog. <laughs> frog stew. Probably vegetables for you. Yeah, veggies and fruits. I'm going to probably stick with that myself. Fruits and vegetables. No giant frog for uh, frog. No frog for frog. Um, but then after you have enough time for a long rest. Yeah, I get my giant smite back. Yeah, my HP. Um, they would encourage you, uh, if you're willing to, to see if you can find out what happened to the missing people that was taken by the Dsu tribe. Of course. Yes, we're planning um, on heading there next. Um, I'm actually probably a village elder asking you, but... Yeah, so you're, so you're thinking of headed there? They're heading there? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I believe Hot as Fire and Lover of Animals were both eager to head there as well. Okay. So the more the merrier. Yeah. Are we doing this diplomatically, or are you trying to do this? If we could get our people back without any further bloodshed, I think that would be best. Okay, so try to be diplomatic, and if shit hits the fan... But you did say that they appreciate uh, strength and aggression over there. It is in their culture. They do put more value to strong warriors. They so maybe may we respect. Maybe that might be the only way we can get respect is maybe challenging them to a fight. That's one idea for sure. See if you could show them your prowess, or well, you do have a really strong fairy with. See if you can and a really strong cobalt. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
the really strong fairy. <laughs> when she wants to be. When she wants to be. <laughs> when she wants to be. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are times when she he uh, can be strong, and then times that she just can't. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, and the other thing is, you are outsiders, so if you decide you don't want to handle it diplomatically, there's not much we could do to stop you, but we try to remain a peaceful people. We don't wish to shed unnecessary blood. Okay. I agree with you on we're that, not, but sometimes it's necessary. We're not even entirely sure why they've done this. It's very unlikely. I, I would bring up what, what the Serpentaria... I wouldn't tell, tell him what the ser, uh, that the serpent can talk, his water serpent, but I would just say that we found out some information in the temple uh, about the this Urgulurk. Urgulurk. He may be having something to do with it. He... He's one of the great primordials of this land, though. He is a beast that stays resting beneath the surface. I mean, as far as legend goes, Aetherflow keeps him at bay. Oh, we noticed something weird with the pond over there. Or the spring where I believe he may have... It's been drying up, yes. Yes. So I'm thinking it might be... Ergoderk might be the one that's doing this. This is curious. Perhaps that's, the that's my theory have answers anyway. for this as well. But if you can figure this out, if you can manage to bring our people back, you'd be great heroes. We'd owe you... Well, we already owe you so much, but it'd be worth lives. You'd be great heroes if you could bring them back. We will do as much as we can. We will do our best. Um, so, I mean, you guys would have time to hang out here, do anything if you wanted to while you're here. I, I would, yeah. before before we head out, I'm like, I would ask about my, uh, like, anything that can block the sun out so I, I don't have sun sensitivity. I do believe, let me ask, um, I believe she would know well. Hmm. Healer Pain, um, for blocking out sunlight. There was an old method for that, wasn't there? Ah, yes. At the top of the volcano. Fresh volcanic stones. If chipped out the right way, thin enough, you can make something that blocks out the sunlight without blinding you. Okay. But they would have to be fresh. You'd have to do very precise chipping. Could be a difficult task. Understood. Thank you. That's not yes. The side quest has been born. Yep. A kobold with sunglasses. So I imagine for Zoldan, while resting, he would be trying to spread the good word of his tempest god amongst the savages. (laughs) Uh, I'm just going to do a general charisma check for him as he continues to spread the word of love and vengeance from his tempest god. (laughs) Love and vengeance. 
It was about as successful as before. As he gains the interest. I would say there's advantage, though, as he is kind of a hero of the people now. It's more successful this time, as people try and understand what this alphabet is and what these written scriptures <laughs> are. Uh, but uh, Pildu begins sort of uh, listen to it, very similar to uh, fireside stories, as it's getting, you know, later into this day as you're all winding down to rest. Because uh, I do believe you guys went when it was mid-afternoon, so we're beginning towards nighttime now on the way back. Uh, and we get fireside stories of, you know, telling these uh, tales of, you know, love and warmth, but also uh, sprinkled in there. Some stories of vengeance. <laughs> Story, but, you know, mostly it's stories that definitely put the person taking their, you know, revenge in a much brighter light, right? right. You know, uh, a hero who's, you know, been tricked, swindled, and betrayed, rising up to... Uh, bring down these evil forces. Something like a knight's tale. Yes. And it really draws in the people, fills their hearts with conviction, and actually convinces a few of the maybe more shy members of the tribe to go with you on this adventure. Oh, sure. Nice. Uh, and, you know, you see like this, uh, I'd say it'd be a, uh, one of the larger guys there who's just been very quiet the whole time. We talk about how he's been inspired by the story. He wants to go back with you all. Um, What's his name? I'm trying to remember his name. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was... Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, his name is Great Protector. Oh, perfect. Okay. Nice. Uh, very fitting. I love it. I, I think he'd come over and talk to you about how he feels ashamed that even with with you know his namesake, his great protector, he feels embarrassed that he was unable to save his love. Loves to dance. Oh yeah. Oh, so his mm. his girl wife or whatever is the one that was taken. Yeah, more of his crush. Yeah. He's um, been unable to confess his feelings to her. Yeah. I would I would say this is <coughs> might be the good time. So he, he steps up to actually with you guys, and this guy. Is huge. Think Sweet. like full Samoan. Like the rock, build, right? The rock. Yeah, yeah. He's a huge great guy. Yeah. The great protector. The great protector. <laughs> Do they have like armor, like no. rudimentary weapons? Oh, uh, definitely weapons? rudimentary weapons. It'd be okay. like you know shields uh, or anything. Well, so it'd be. I'd say shields. Yeah. yeah. So shields made of like heavy, you know, oak. Uh, yeah, like you know, bark. Or, uh, you know, the better ones. So, like, you can tell the more decorated words. They have shields made of almost dinosaur bone. Oh, sure. Uh, and the, cool. So some people have, like, the sharpened stone yeah. weapons, while some have, you know, dino fangs bone or claws weapons. made oh. onto a spear. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I was gonna yeah. say if this wanna, guy is like Dwayne the Rock uh, Johnson, he'd probably be like big, like with just like a tattoos and a fish hook. He's got a fish hook. I was just gonna say that he's, he's fucking Maui. He doesn't he's have Maui. a fish hook. What yeah. can I say? But I imagine his weapon would be like a uh, large predatory dinosaur's claw, a big curved That's bone sick. claw. Nice. There you go. I like it. Does yeah. he still have tattoos? No tattoos. They don't have tattoos. He does, however, have a uh, very heavily uh, drawn-on full-body, like, tribal paint. 
Close enough. Yeah, yeah. Bone, a bone surgery. Those to uh, actual Dwayne Johnson, you know, uh, yeah. tribal style down. In me. I would pull him aside and be like, "I'm gonna call you the Rock." <laughs> uh. How much are these gold bars worth? Uh, that's a good question. Not shit. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was, <laughs> I was gonna say here they're worth their weight in gold. Uh, it's the trick of. You don't have a civilization here. Uh, right. In a normal civilization, uh, if you're turning into coins, <laughs> <laughs> I need D&D conversions. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of what a pound of gold is uh, in coins. <laughs> yeah. I've got two of them. I've got a, I'm not I got saying a it's heavy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 50 coins weighs a pound, so they were about, I'd say, 10 pound bars a piece. So, 500 gold per bar. So that's a thousand gold for that. Fuck yeah. Yes, very valuable coins. <laughs> I'd say for the large gemstones, it's probably about 250 gold a piece. Oh. To the right person. Cool. Yeah, so the large gemstones are quite valuable. Um, is there anything else you guys want to explore? Uh, in the rest village? of the jewelry. Yes. The rest of the jewelry. <laughs> How are your appraisal skills? Oh, not good. <laughs> uh, I'd say with the majority of those pieces of jewelry, they're probably, if you had to guess, probably worth about 100 gold a piece. But they are very heavily decorative pieces of jewelry, very thick gold. Um, but was there anything else you guys wanted to check out within the tribe, uh, Zirio? Yeah, I want to see if shaman or, or anybody there has the materials I need to transliterate the scroll into my scroll, into my spellbook. So, like, material components to do that? Yeah. Do you know what materials you'd need for that? Or mm-hmm. not specific I would need about 150 gold pieces worth of materials that we can say as far as details. Yeah, I'd say... I would say as far as materials to copy that down into your spell book, I have they, I'm going to say, they probably wouldn't have any of the magical components you need. You might have to find somewhere else to acquire those. Okay. Um, I'd say it'd probably be a lot of uh, components, though. It would be anything that's got, you know, uh, innate magical energy involving fire. Would probably be a good place to start as far as finding the components. Or finding somewhere where there's Arcane spellcasters, because these are a lot more natural spellcasters. So they wouldn't have the same components you would need to copy a spell into a wizard spellbook. So, may have to search elsewhere. I'd like to ask, like, the elder if they would have, like, a shield, like, a dinosaur shield that they could spare. Uh We need it as of now, but maybe when we get back. Hmm. Uh, do you give me a persuasion check as you're asking about this? Does the turtle have good persuasion? No, you're whispering. I can't hear oh, yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do a stage whisper. You can't whisper. I have you. Eleven. An eleven. I'd say with that. I mean, so they really only have the equipment to keep themselves yeah. protected. Okay. Um, if you could bring back the bones for the dinosaur, they could definitely try and use it to make you something. Oh, good. 
good. I will do that. I will keep <laughs> an eye out. That's awesome. But yeah, um, as far as spare equipment, they really don't have any. Okay. Um, so is there anything you guys want to do uh, as far as just take your long rest? Take my long rest and get, get ready for the next yeah, day. Get ready for the trip to the Disu tribe. Yeah. Yep. How far away are they? Mm -hmm. um, it would be hours of travel if you guys have the map. Um, but I'd say we definitely start the adventure um, as you guys are heading out there. Yeah. Um, so you make your way back through the cleared sections of jungle um, and be able to find your way through there. Um, because you have about four of the tribe members guiding you, it'd be a lot easier to get through there. They take you to the same area, passing the springs to the sandbar. Um, and if you guys have the map, I will give you new information on locations. Um, because they'd have... Uh, I've got a mark up for you as you head into there. So you'd pass the Serpent's Head Spring. Yes. And then it would be a much deeper trek into the southern jungle. It is Area D. Uh, so in the almost heart of the southern jungle, uh, they'd be able to lead you off to the Desu Tribe's village. And how do you spell that again? D-E-S-U. So Desu Village, is that what we're... Oh, sorry, D-E-E-S. Okay, that's what I Sorry, my bad. Two E's. Yeah, my bad. Uh, my own handwriting is a problem. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they begin taking you through, and it is a much longer trek through this thick jungle. Um, there's a lot less as far as, um, you know, well-used trails. This looks a lot more like heavy jungle. They know the way off very few landmarks and watching the sun through the canopy. But they'd be able to guide you guys through, uh, and a lot of the same, uh, they'd have uh, Brutus coming through, clearing the way of all the heavy foliage. Um, and after some time, probably be about five, six hours of travel getting through this jungle. So beginning towards midday, as you'd arrive at the Desu Drive. But you would make it there unbothered. Um, and as you arrive, you would see a large section where it's been cleared out uh, with a much more rudimentary setup. This looks a lot more like uh, animal skins turned to tents, a lot less permanent structures. Oh, okay. This looks like, like a, a group that yeah moves around a lot more, setting up temporary encampments. And it looks like not all of the clearing is filled up where there would be tents. It looks uh, more empty than you would expect it to be from the size of it. Hmm. Like there's less people. Suspicious. Yes. Should we sneak in or announce ourselves? What do yeah, you guys I'd say think? you guys are a good distance off from the yeah. tribe at the moment. Yeah. We might even try to like sneak around. Yeah, you are the sneaky and the, and the sneak theory. You can do so some trying to sneak in. Smart idea. Reconnaissance. But be very careful if you do. Yeah, it's okay. I'm pretty good at being a sneaky. Oh, uh, what role would I... Uh, be stealth. Stealth? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
stuff. Okay, yeah. So Jim's gonna try and sneak up into the shop. Uh, nine plus five, so fourteen. The fourteen. <laughs> uh, you begin sneaking closer to the edge of this encampment. Uh, you'll be able to see off a little bit in the distance near one of the tents. You see a man with very dark facial paint covering most of his uh, most of his face. He's got just more black than anything else with white markings. Almost making him look like a skeletal in his visage. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking to a younger woman wearing uh, a lot closer to, and both of them are wearing uh, more robes than anything else. Uh, it looks like hide. Turned to yeah, these thick robes. Um, and the one man would be saying to her, oh, You need to have faith. The rituals are working. Great protector. He will push back the primordials soon. Oh, no. We need to continue the rituals. But, Elder, friend of snakes, I don't believe this is working. I don't I don't see any movement on them. They don't seem to be pushing back. We have already given so much. But they still come in droves. Continue the great wars in the graveyard. Wait. Here, uh, things. Like you just hear the bits of this conversation going on. Uh, is there anything mm -hmm. you'd want to do here? You're right on the edge of the village, uh, just as far as you can go up in the brush. Yeah, if I go any further, I might get caught, so I think I would, like, fly back and... So I'll need another yes, stealth check yes, for trying to get away. There, uh, that's an 8 plus 5, so, well, 13. Hmm? And with 13, as you begin to turn around and move through the wood lines, you would see just in front of you this bone-handled dagger made of iron oh, is slammed into the tree next to you. Creature, where are you going? I imagine you would all see this. You'd see, uh, like, if you're back a bit, you'd see this dagger just comes flying out of the woods towards uh, where Jim has turned around. Um, <laughs> but you said, oh, well, Jim? The, the thing is, I can activate my uh, cloud rune real quick. Well, because uh, I would it, say at this point you'd be not in range for that. She's snuck it's 30, off a good little I, bit. 30 feet in front of me that I can see? Uh, I'd say it's a little bit further mm -hmm. off than that because okay. she snuck further ahead from where yeah, you were all at. Uh, boy. Uh, but so, mean, it, didn't, well, it didn't hit her. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm very much a warning. The, yeah, yeah. Like a warning. Uh, yeah. so right what, what would you say back? Here's like, oh, oh, sorry, I got luck. That's pretty neat. She just kind of does. Do you have a deception <laughs> check? <laughs> oh, it's a, a three? it's a five total. Five. <laughs> Come here, let me examine you. What, what are you? You are not a creature of this land. Yeah, no, I'm just traveling. <laughs> What did you say? Sorry. Oh, no, I'm just traveling. <laughs> oh, 
Well, please, please, come. I'm sorry if I frighten you. I, I will not dagger. hurt you, creature. <laughs> I just thought you were a spy from the Saigon tribe. Don't walk up behind them. Yeah. <laughs> so you're trying to sneak up. So another sneaking up while they're not paying attention. Uh, I'd say yeah. you have advantage with this, as you are made of mostly plant life sneaking through the jungle. At uh, 17... So yeah, you seem to be undetected as you start sneaking closer. Uh, right. But there is an open... So if you go out of the wood line, you would be going to just open clearing. I'm just walking up behind this guy. So you like walk up out of there. And uh, I need to make some rolls real quick. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you begin walking up behind him. I imagine. Are you going like weapons drawn? No. Or just come up behind him. Not exactly weapons drawn, but I uh, don't look happy. Okay. Yeah. Well, so you, <laughs> you're best mass- I can. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, like, as you start walking behind him, you hear a... Uh, friend of snakes, behind you, there's some kind of plant creature. As someone else rushes forwards, uh, looking towards you, a uh, spear drawn, one of these bone spears. I believe you have my friend. <laughs> that makes two of us. I, I would have been following pretty close behind. Okay, you would have to make a stealth check I'd, if you're coming up behind him, or unless you're just going full volume. I'm going full volume, but I'm, I'm okay, following so, behind him. So as he sneaks up, you just come plowing through the jungle. <laughs> yeah, you leave my friends alone. And at this point, I would say uh, everyone's cover is blown. Uh mm. Can we at least tell the people, I want to say to like the Saigon people like to try to hide out and maybe we just go. Uh, As one of them is currently riding on top of a large dinosaur, uh, they are definitely visible at this point. They've started looking into the wood line. They can see you now. Okay. Um, uh, So this man with the skeletal appearance on his face and another older man with a... Black, uh, probably graying towards white hair, will rush forwards. This man in a full suit of hide armor uh, with what appears to be a twin set of swords on his back. Metal swords. Uh, I would say he probably has them drawn at this point. So you can see, these are swords made of metal. Okay. Um, They seem to be very crudely sharpened but large hunks of sharpened metal that are curved, almost still like a talon, but made of metal. Hmm. Um, And they would rush forwards, um, beginning to, you know, just have a larger group of them, maybe about six to eight people now facing towards you. I would would put my hands up and be like, Who are you all? Friend of snakes, what have you done? Who have you brought here? I did not bring them. This one was spying from the woods. I knew she was with the Saigon. Well, yeah, you took some of their people. Yes, we should have known this would come back to bite us. I am Chief Strikes True. He pat his uh, hand towards his chest, holding the swords out towards you. We are a tribe of warriors, and... I'm afraid we're doing what we must to survive. What is that exactly? I'm still trying to... Snakes, is it safe to tell them? We let anger the protector. 
He said nothing of keeping it secret. Who is this protector? Mm. Well, you see, it has started about two moons ago. These creatures, the primordials, normally they come in a small number, and we would hunt them. And typically, we, we are powerful warriors. We can fight them off, catch them for trophies to prove manhood. We use them uh, to further the advances of our tribe. They give us gifts, but we have been scorned as of late. They have come in larger number, far more powerful than they usually are. They have begun warring in an area known as the Primordial Graveyard. And they continue pushing further and further to our lands, scorching the jungle, reducing it to ruin, stretching the graveyard further and further with the corpses of primordials. I would, I would, the more he he describes this, I would look over at uh, frogs. What what's the true name of the snake again? Aetherflow, otherwise would, known as Spike. Uh, I would, <laughs> I would, I'm basically looking at Aetherflow, and I'm like, just basically trying to like say, should we tell them up? Uh, should I mention this to them? Trying to get Aetherflow to kind of like try to talk to me. Because I'm, I'm not sure. Sh- should I mention the Urgulark is basically what I'm saying. It's up to you what, what you choose to mention to them or not. Is is your protector this worm we've been hearing about called Urgulark? Hmm. We have not heard that name Urgulark. This land is out of balance. We're here to try to rectify that. So you come to solve the problems. Exactly. This is good, but our protector, he makes the same promise for the sacrifice of those pure of heart. That is he not. He offers to push back the primordials. Who is your protector? He is a great creature, a powerful primordial of earth and fire. That sounds like the Urgulark that we've been hearing about, and he is no protector. He is not mm-hmm. creating balance. Nope. He nope. is upsetting balance. Does he look like a snake? Or a worm? He came to me. You mm-hmm. see, I am a, no, I am a shaman. I was blessed with the gift to speak with the snakes. Many of them there are many great serpents of this land. The great poison boas. The anacondas that can ferry you through the jungle. Poison boas? Hmm? Poison boas. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. They can, they can choke you while poisoning you. <laughs> 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 and also poison skin. It's a heck of a thing. Oh, uh, uh, I totally know my snakes. <laughs> No, but uh, no, but this one came to me. It uh was a serpent of, the f- it was a f- yes a flaming serpent of magma, left a trail through the woods to guide me through it. It brought me to the foot of the volcano, and showed me its power. Mm-hmm. It showed me that it could drive back these great primordials. He is the one creating the primordials. He is not driving them back. 
speak to this snake. Yeah. As he looked with anxious, as you present Aether Flodrin? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you, you haven't achieved life. Who are you? Aether Flodrin, respond back. I am the protector of the peaceful creatures of this land. And the one who has been dealing with you has been lying to you. It is likely he's been driving the primordials into your land to trick you into giving in to his will. It's, it might even be possible. Did you notice? Did they continue to get worse after he made these promises? Well, he had mentioned something of it. He said more sacrifices were needed to push them back as greater primordials were coming. But when, when, you good, are, when anything good asks for sacrifice of pure heart. Well, we are desperate. If you have seen a primordial tyrant face to face, you would understand our desperation. I understand desperation. That's why we're here to help. <sighs> but it so, might be too late. Never too late never to change. Too late to try. No, never you don't late. understand. We have already sent some of our warriors up the mountain with the new sacrifices. Were those the, mi- the women you the have taken from, from the Saigon uh, from Saigon tribe? Yes. But no, it can't be. We couldn't have been tricked. Yes, you were. I've seen it many times. Oh, we need to leave. Damn it Tell us where to go. Yes. But it is a dangerous path. It could take days to get there safely. To get up the mountain, you'd have to go through the primordial graveyard. You could try from the springs, but there is no clear path up the mountain. If you can manage to make it through the graveyard, we have clear foothills to go up, worn paths with climbing gear set up. It would be a much quicker route. But I suppose it would be best if you saw for yourselves. We can guide you to the primordial graveyard and show you what you have to get through. But it will be difficult to catch up to them they well, left. We need to hurry as fast as we can. They left maybe within the last half day. You tried to travel quickly. You might be able to catch up with them. Ah, oh, and so on your map, he would mark off the area known as the Primordial Graveyard. Oh yes, it's the spot that looks very much like the Elephant Boneyard yes, from Lion King. That's exactly right. <laughs> yep. The Primordial Graveyard. Yes. Uh, and I think uh, with them guiding you, uh, you would also they'd have a little bit of time. Uh, they'd introduce you to some of the people they would have guiding you. Um, they would want to send along with you uh, a shaman known as Strange One. Oh, <laughs> Sounds like a good companion. <clears throat> uh, a tracker by the name of Wild Horse. A pencil dropping on the floor to distract me. Um, and a tamer by the name of 
lives with monster. <laughs> yes. Uh, and he would be accompanied by... Uh, one second. I want to get a proper description as this creature approaches. Uh, you would see that this is a... Large... Uh, well, so you know what a raptor is, right? Your yes. characters may not, but it's very oh. much a raptor. Let me see if I, can I make it. Uh, yeah, you can like see that. if your characters know what a raptor is. If you want to do the yeah. check on them, uh, but uh, so it'd be nature, nature or history, whichever is better for you. Uh, they're both the same, so that that's a nine. So you wouldn't be familiar with what the creature is. I got a thirteen. You know, a thirteen. I don't think you'd have enough knowledge. Um, so it'd be a very old creature. What yeah. Does... Um, There's a good chance that Frog knows what it is with a 17 hey. and his intelligence. Another... Uh, either nature or history. Nature, nature. Uh, in the end, below. So, yeah, so, yeah, 21. So a 21 for Frog. Frog, you're familiar <laughs> with what a raptor is, but this is some strange variant of it. As you can see... Oh, are you checking also to yeah. see if you know what it is? Yeah, that's a. I me and my rolls are not the best. Yeah, a six <laughs> plus bonuses. Yeah, seven. So. so seven total. Yeah, you wouldn't be familiar with it either. Uh, but yeah, you'd recognize this creature as a raptor, but it does have this elemental nature to it. As you see it approaching with this man, uh, going side by side with it, and as it walks, you just see these arcs of lightning going off its feet, oh, pulsing into the ground. Lightning. And you see its claws and teeth seem to be made of steel. Uh, I was just like, oh, okay, that is kind of awesome. With lightning arcing and flowing along its body. Thunderbird. Thunderbird. <laughs> Funny raptors. Yeah. Are we talking raptor with feathers or well, let's see, Jurassic more Park. Troodon. We got, let's see. It's a tough call. Yeah. Do the dinosaurs have or not have feathers? I feel like this one would look cooler with feathers. So let's good. go with the feathers. <laughs> I like the feathers. Yeah. It still looks bad. <laughs> oh yeah, no. So it's got this. It's got the colors to it where it's a you know grayish with black streaking down, but just these arcs of glowing yellow going along its body, where it just sparks static through it. That is cool. Yes. So, and uh, you see the man guiding this uh, has a very similar appearance to him, where he has decorated himself in claws and fangs of what you would assume is other raptors he's felled, and has this black and yellow war paint along his body. And he has, uh, that he carries with him, just clawed gauntlets that look to be made of these steel claws. Uh, and he would introduce himself as a tamer, which is definitely an oddity amongst the Desus. They normally have more warrior-like people, so someone who tame a dinosaur among them is considered an oddity. Okay. Um, so him, as well as uh, the shaman strange one, and the tracker wild horse. Um, what was... What was the tamer's name? Uh, lives with monster. Lives with monster. Funny enough, the raptor is, is the typically monster. named monster. Yes. 
typically called them. I would um, I would probably go up to him. I'm like, you are really cool. <laughs> Just kind of. Uh, you are really cool. <laughs> well, I'm I'm a freaking little thing looking up at this like electric freaking like raptor. I'm like, ah. the yeah. raptor would look down at you curiously. And he'd kind of look towards Lives With Monster, like expecting, you know, an answer. I'd say, he's fine for now, Monster. <laughs> and Ginger, yeah, Ginger kind of like uh, flies around. I'm like, huh, oh, lucky. <laughs> um, but yes, if you would all like to keep up and try and catch them before they reach the top of the mountain, we are going to need to leave quickly. Let's go. Let's At on. least... We'll take you to the outskirts of the primordial graveyard. See if you wish to continue on this path. Um, and uh, I imagine uh, with the members of the Saigon tribe, do you want to try and take them along as it may slow you down, bringing more people who are unfamiliar with this place? Mm. Uh, that's just what uh, both the, the tracker and Shaman warn you that they could come along, but they might risk slowing you down as you get there. It also be harder to move through the primordial graveyard we, with them. I would probably tell them to go and relay the information of what's happening to the other tribe. So you want them to bring the information back? That what, what, what what's going on? The rock needs to come with us. So you want to bring um, the, the great yeah, protector? Great protector. So try and keep uh, less people with yeah, you. Less just the, uh, just the one, and away. then yeah, right. the rest maybe head back to the. Let them know what's going on. And let them know. So you're keeping great protector in the party. Yes. Heck yeah. <laughs> All right. He's awesome. So, but mostly traveling light. Yes. Okay. Um. So I think where we'll probably end this off with is just uh, as you go, maybe another hour or two of this travel to the outskirts of the jungle. Okay. And arrive at the primordial graveyard. Um, and as you get there, the scene that you would see is a barren wasteland of earth that's been war-torn and in many areas reduced to ash. You see areas that have been arced with lightning, burned by fire, pitted with acid, and coated into swamps of poison. You see among it large areas of bones of great, powerful creatures seem to be gargantuan in size. Oh, shit. As you look off in the distance, maybe a mile or two out from you, you can see, similar to the triceratops you've seen before, a gargantuan variant of this, one that shakes the earth as it walks, sounding like thunder as it steps, charging forwards into a massive reptilian creature that lets out a powerful shriek, striking terror into your very beings. As it strikes forward towards this great creature with lightning and fire, blasting off of it. Uh, if anybody would like to see if they know what this one is. Oh, heck yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> nope. Okay, got an 18. <laughs> nope, I got a 2. 18. Same. <laughs> 9. So, uh, 
Jim, this is one that just comes to your memory, thanks. Maybe a story you heard as a child. Yeah, like some random memory <laughs> Of this great, powerful creature known as a T-Rex. But this one, you see, just is coated with these unnatural spines that glow in various colors. You see a vibrant red glow as it blasts this creature with fire. It glows with lightning as it strikes down. And it even has tinges of frost come off it as it plants this creature into the ground. And you all watch as it rips this gargantuan triteratops to pieces, letting out this great bellow. <laughs> yeah, Jim just kind of like stares at like, um, I think I remember hearing stories about that. Uh, we should probably walk the other way for a bit. Uh, Lives with Monster would let you know that is a primordial tyrant. When you have one of those at your front door, Sometimes you have to make sacrifices. I get that. Have you guys ever killed a tyrant? Has that ever happened? Long ago, our ancestors tried. They are far too great a foe. I doubt any of you would last seconds against one. And that's why we should go the other way. Maybe. Maybe. You'd be surprised about what we how can do you accomplish. Get, how do you get through here? The area we go to, we skirt along the jungle, and we get to the foots of the mountain. The creatures don't go up there. There may be some smaller primordials along the way. You may have to get through them to get there, to the top. But as long as you avoid the bulk of the creatures here, you can usually sneak your way through and ambush the weaker ones. Yes, understood. It would definitely sound like a stealth mission would be in our best interests with how uh, agitated the beasts have been lately. But uh, as you guys look off in the distance towards these great tyrants fighting, uh, that is where we'll end off for today as you make your way into the primordial graveyard. See you next time, everybody. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye-bye.